Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And I transfer myself like $900 a month when okay. I remember. So it's, so you live, it's very you live on Yeah, so you live on $900 a month, give or take. Yeah, pretty much. Hello, and welcome to Planetia's Podcast Future Rich. I'm your host, Barbara Ginty, and I'm also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I am here with my guest today, Rose Ames. Hello, Rose. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, doing really well. Thanks for calling me today. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to have you on the show. Uh, I think this will be an interesting one. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I've never (laughs) done something like this before, so I'm a little nervous, but a little excited. It'll be good. Yes, it'll it'll be great. So why don't you tell our listeners how old you are, where you're located, what you do for work, and what your income is. Yeah. So my name's Rose. I am a small business owner. I own a photography business based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm 24 years old. And what I make is a, is a little bit of a tricky question. It changes from year to year. And it depends on how much I pay myself from my business. But this year, my gross for my business was 120 k And I'm still kind of calculating out the expenses and how much my net will be this year. And that's very different than what I pay myself. But that's, yeah, the long answer for that question. Hope that's okay. Yeah, that's amazing. So your 120 gross is that so far this year for year to date? Yeah, so year to date is 120. Yeah. Okay, so you'll probably do even more. Yeah, probably. I mean, work, because it's photography and it's Utah, work does slow down quite a bit in the winter. Uh, less people want to take pictures outside in the snow, but yeah. yeah, it's looking, it's looking like it'll be, I'm hoping for 130, but it's, I don't work that much in November and December. Those are like my summer vacation months when I do my traveling. So that's kind of how it works. Oh, amazing. And how did you get in? Cause you're 24. So how did you get into owning a business so young? Yeah, I, I was just doing photography on the side, uh, starting when I was 17, I started getting paid to do smaller jobs just for friends and family in high school. And back in 2020, I was taking an entrepreneurship class in college and the professor gave a class on LLCs. And that night I went home and I registered with the state. I paid $70, got my LLC. And about a month before that, I had quit my job and I had just decided that I was going to go for it because I'd been doing it a lot. But I decided I was going to try and make it a business. So that's kind of how it went. That's amazing. So you took a class on on corporate structure and then went home and was like, okay, I'm just going to set this up myself. Yeah, well, the class the class covered, it wasn't really corporate structure. It was all sorts of entrepreneurship. So they talked about okay. product, they talked about real estate, but there was just a particular lesson, yeah, on LLCs. And he walked us through the steps of making one. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that today. So... That's yeah, amazing. That's all I needed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're structured as an LLC. Yeah, so I have an LLC. More specifically, I have an S-Corp uh, just for tax purposes. Purposes, yeah, yeah. That's what I have right now. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. So you're an S-Corp, so then everything flows through to your personal return. 
Um, well, I actually, I have a separate, well, I don't know exactly what you mean, but I have a separate bank account from my personal. Yeah, for your business. It's, it is structured so I can pull anything out of the S Corp, if that's what you mean. Yeah. So, so I think what, so when we were talking about your like business expenses, so you'll write everything off through the business. Right. And then when you pay yourself, so it basically flows through to a personal return. So you pay taxes, you don't pay corporate taxes on your earnings because you're S Right. I don't. Right. Yeah. Right. So it goes through a, to a personal return. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Amazing. And so you have a CPA then who helps you with your business filing? Yeah, I well, I don't have like a financial planner or anything, but I have a yeah, I have an accountant. accountant. And I go, I go through an accounting firm, and they were the ones that actually advised me to uh, file for an S corp. Yeah. Back in, I think it was in 2021, they told me okay, to switch. Back in 2021, yeah. they they were looking at my numbers and they said it's going to save you about six thousand dollars in taxes this year if you change to an S corp before the year ends. And I said sounds good. So they kind of Amazing. they give me small tips. They don't. And they tell me about write-offs and things like that, but they don't give me any sort of financial advice, of course, but they do help me a lot on my on my uh, taxes. Amazing. It's always good to have a, a good accountant because like, for instance, switching from an LLC to S Corp, obviously a good idea, but they, they catch those things. Right. right. So should we like walk... For, first of all, do you want to start... Do you have questions you want to start with or do you want to walk through like your expenses and we can go from there? Um... I don't know either one. I like what kind of expenses do you want to know? Like for my business, for my yeah. Well, so it's it, yeah. So it's interesting being an S corp and like a solo entrepreneur, right? Because I would feel like the expenses blend together a bit, or do you keep them they, really separate? They do. They do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's kind of what I. Figured. Yeah. Well, a lot of my expenses I'll just take out of my business. Um, my personal expenses right now, so just that I I'd take out of my personal account. Um, obviously, like food and groceries. Yeah. Uh, most of my clothing, my rent comes out of my personal because so right now I can't deduct part of my rent from my business because I live with roommates and I don't have a dedicated workspace. So you can ah, deduct part of your rent I from was, your taxes, yeah. but I can't. I was going to so, be my first um, question. I was going to be like, right. well, how how much is the business paying for rent? Okay, so you pay your own rent right. because you don't have a dedicated work. But isn't your room a dedicated right. workspace? My room is cannot be because the the office I have to have. Well, technically, my accountant said that my dedicated workspace has to be separate from my bedroom. Okay, well, they would know. And the yeah, that's what he told me. So, and I live with uh, five roommates, and we don't have like an office. We just have a three three bedrooms. And a living room and a kitchen. My rent is so cheap. Your, so what is it? My rent is two hundred seventy-five dollars a month. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> no, I know I've lived here. It'll be, it's my it's gonna be my fourth year living here. Um, I lived here uh, through most of college, and I just live with really great girls that are so clean. And honestly, most of the time they're not home, so I do share a room too. But most of the time they're not home, so I am paying two seventy-five to kind of have my own apartment because they're not here because they're so busy and I do work from home quite a bit. So I don't know. So that sounds like a a dream setup. It's probably not even worth the tax write-off to be honest. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, I have no problem with the fact that I can't write it off my taxes because it's literally pocket change. Yeah. Okay, so then you probably have... Housing is usually one of people's biggest expense. So you probably have pretty low personal expenses if your rent is 275. Right. My personal expenses are really low. I don't I don't tend to eat out. If I do eat out, it's because I'm working and so that will okay. be a write off. Um, my yeah. other my last expense is like health insurance, but I have it really in, inexpensive. I have a phone plan that's super inexpensive. 
Um, and then I have a lease on my car. Okay. And that's about $230 a month as well. And is that through the business? Does the business lease the car? Um, no, it's not through the business because I get better tax write-off. Like I get better tax um, benefits if I just write off mileage for my car rather okay. than um, then the, the purchasing lease. of the vehicle. Right. So those are kind of my personal expenses. Yeah, pretty low key. So I honestly don't really pay myself that much for my business. I'm very, very poor. Like if someone looks at my personal um personal savings, I literally have like five thousand dollars. Like because <laughs> I just I'm in charge of paying myself right and I can just transfer myself money from my business account because it is an S Corp. But I so and I transfer myself like nine hundred dollars a month when I remember. So it's you live you live on yeah, so you live on nine hundred dollars a month, give or take. Yeah, pretty much. But it's just interesting because right now I I don't like I don't have like a setup saving system because like I don't feel like I need it because it's like in my business. I have like over 120k just like sitting in my business. That's just like saved because I am but it's I am living like this because my next step is like I want to buy a home okay. that I can rent out like one part of the home and live in the other part or Perfect. buy another business. So I'm I don't know. You have you have the cash <laughs> earmarked to make. So, so I have to ask you a question. So this is like yeah. It's so with an S corp, what happens is whatever is left over in the company at the end of the year, you pay tax on. So the hundred and twenty thousand you've already paid tax on. That's like what you've saved over the years with the business, and it's in a yeah. I've 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 there's about no about fifty k of it is from this year that I've saved. Okay, so you're gonna have to taxes on later. Yeah, you'll be paying taxes on. Okay, I'm just gonna throw Mm -hmm. this out there. I love the idea of buying a house. I also like the idea of buying another business. Have you done anything for retirement? I haven't. And that's another thing I I do have questions about, but I also kind of am looking at, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Well, (laughs) here's the thing is, is I I know I do need to start saving for retirement, but I also know that what I'm trying to do is like create cash flow with properties, Mm -hmm. with businesses that I will potentially own that like retirement, obviously I do need it, but it's like when I'm getting cash flow literally for eternity, that's not as big of a concern. Does that make sense? Yeah, because then you would just continue to continue to live on your cash flow. Yeah. And I would have savings built up like I always do. I'm not mm-hmm. a spender at all. Like I totally just save, save, save. But it, I do not have an account set aside that says retirement on it. And I know I should. So I probably <laughs> do need help with your help with that. Well, the only thing I was going to say is if you have 50000 in cash by the end of the year, right? And so you definitely want to sit with your accountant like next month, probably, if not early December, is that 50000 will go on your personal if it's still sitting in the business account as profit, right? And so you'll get taxed on it. So the one thing you could ask your accountant if they don't suggest it, just to low, you just play the numbers. You would just see what's more advantageous to you, right? Like So obviously, it was advantageous to switch from LLC to S-Corp. It saved you $6,000 a year. That made sense. So I think I would just play out with the accountant for the all the gains that you have for this year, which is amazing, is how do you keep yeah. the most of it, right? So how does most of it end up in your pocket? Right. And it might be you just take it as a one-time, you know, S-Corp. Because, okay, so the, the issue, so the nice thing about an S-Corp for the listeners is you can pay yourself W-2, right? Which is like your traditional payroll where you're going to pay FICA taxes on those. That's your security of Medicare. But you can also take it what's called an S-Corp distribution where you don't pay those FICA taxes, 
And so that saves you just over 15% a year because as the owner and the employee, right, that's how it works, you pay both sides of Social Security and Medicare. So you save 15% by taking it as like an S-corp distribution versus like your real payroll. It, it doesn't credit you towards the security for the future. But anyway, that's a, like a savings aspect of the S-corp is that you can take these bonuses that you're not paying the FICA tax on because you pay both sides. So you want to see like how you end up at the end of the year with the most money. But the, the trick is you always have to meet, as you know, with the accountant now before the year ends because this right. stuff usually has to be done sometimes, not always, but sometimes it has to be done in advance. Sometimes it doesn't. But one thing that they might offer you or suggest is like a SEP IRA mm -hmm. because you could dump some of the money in there. So you're not paying as potentially not paying as much in tax on what the remainder is at the end of the year. Right. Right. But that would be a retirement yeah, account. So it's right. like you have to play it out of like, what I do I want to get put it through the payroll machine now and pay more tax on it now so I have more cash available to do something later? Or does it make sense to maybe because sometimes it's not all or nothing, right? It could be like, Right. Maybe I put 10000 in a SEP and that's where it's the most advantageous from a tax standpoint where I get the biggest, you know, bang for my right. buck. And is a SEP, is the SEP different than the Roth, right? Mm-hmm. How yeah, are the reason different? I, so that's a great question. So a SEP IRA is going to be pre-tax. So that is why I th I, I would chat with your accountant about it because if you have 50000 of profit left over and you did a SEP, that would lower your taxable income. A Roth is after tax. So it's after okay. the 50000 you pay all your tax and whatever's... We'll just say after you pay your tax, 40000 is left, right? Then you could do a Roth. The Roth limitation is also an annual number that the IRS puts out. I believe for 2023, the Roth contribution, uh, contribution limit is 6500 if you're under the age of 50. And that changes every year incrementally. The SEP IRA has a, has a limit based on your earnings as a self-employed person, right? So it's a calculation of how much you can put in there. But the ultimate, like the number of dollars that are allowed in a SEP IRA, I believe is 66000 for this year, if you have the earnings mm -hmm. to support it. And so the, the calculation, your accountant has to do it. And the SEP IRA is only really available for those who are self-employed. The Roth is available mm -hmm. for everybody if they meet the income requirements. Um, right, right, right. what you do as a small business owner. And so it's approximately 25% of self-employment income. So your account would calculate mm. how much you would be available to. But the reason it's popular is because it lowers your taxable income and it has a higher contribution level. So in theory, let's just say you can do $12,000. You could basically do double what the Roth is. The Roth is attractive because it's after tax, grows tax deferred, right? right? And then comes out tax-free, which is amazing. But as you know, as a business owner, it's all about what you get to keep in your pocket, right? So if you might, if your account says we might have right. a tax problem this year because you had a, you know, Rose Ames did amazing and you have all of this income and you just bumped yourself into the highest bracket, it might be better in that scenario than to say, we're going to do the pre-tax option because it allows me to keep the majority of the money or more of it. Totally. Yeah. And I, I had a meeting with him a few weeks ago and um, we talked about, you know, what my taxes like an estimate was going to look like. Yeah. talked about deductions, kind of gave him a rough estimate on what my net yeah. was going to come out as. But um, an interesting issue I have is because I'm self-employed and I want to purchase a home, mm -hmm. it gets tricky with qualifying for a mortgage. So obviously oh, it's... So hard to qualify for a mortgage as a self-employed person. Yeah, this is not talked about enough. It's so hard. I know. 
It's literally so hard. So they'll look at my past um, mm-hmm. tax returns from the past two to three years, mm-hmm. which is great. But it's hard because my accountant is so good at getting those deductions and so good at you lowering yeah, you my income. <laughs> my income. Yep. So I'm in the lowest bracket possible. But then like it looks like I'm not like... Okay, so basically a person that is an employee and makes a salary of like 50k, mm-hmm. like I make way more than them, but it just shows up mm-hmm. as that I made, for example, 27k. Correct. Just because I'm an LLC, right? Okay. And so then I can't qualify for as high of a mortgage as them, even though I have made more money and I have way more savings and I am more capable of purchasing. So a tactic I'm considering doing this year I'm trying to decide right now. I just kind of got open to the idea of purchasing another business mm-hmm. um, that will be easier to manage and not as high maintenance as photography. So I'll have better cash flow, but and that way I can be on salary from different company I could purchase. But um, right now I'm tr- trying to decide: Do I purchase another company? Do I buy a home? But if I want to buy a home, I actually need to take less deductions out of my taxes, which sounds funny, but I need to not do all of my write-offs so I look like I'm in a higher bracket and yeah I'm gonna pay more taxes like I'll pay thousands of dollars more in taxes but I'll qualify for that much higher of a mortgage and then I'll actually be able to buy a home so it's so weird yeah it's weird did your accountant give you any other ideas besides paying like showing more on the books do you have any other ideas for that he did not give me any other ideas do you have other ideas I do have other ideas but let's circle back to that I think that as a as a self-employed person they just more scrutiny. What I would worry about for you is you pay extra tax, right? And send it because right. in theory, then rather than putting 12,000 into a SEP, you send 12,000 to the IRS to, for tax, right? It's then no longer has your right. name on it. Just goes to the government. They say, thank you very much. And then you still don't get the mortgage because they're like, oh, well, you only have one year of that. We need to see three because they're just super, they're super uncomfortable with business owners, right? Because we have variable income and they don't like right. that. They're very comfortable with the W-2. Right. So let's come, right. let's table that for the minute and come back. I want to hear what this other business is. Oh, well, I don't... The other business I want to purchase? Yeah. Well, I don't have a specific one. There was one I was kind of looking at and I'm trying... I have contacted them and I'm waiting for them to, to hear back from them. But it's a... It's like a ultrasound 3D imaging company. Oh, this is like totally different. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just, there's just a, a website you can go on. And um, my boyfriend was showing it to me and you can look at businesses that are for sale in the state of Utah. Really? And yeah. Yeah, really. So they are businesses that already have employees. They already have equipment. Uh, they already have a place that they're renting from. Often it's just owners that are retiring mm-hmm. and they want their business to continue and they don't want it to end. So a lot of the time businesses are selling for less than their... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Cash flowing. And so you make a down payment and you finance the business. And in a lot of cases, these businesses are a lot cheaper than home and they cash flow a lot better than home if you were to rent it out. So um, obviously it's a lot more work than owning a home and just having renters. But yeah, there was this 3D imaging um, company that my boyfriend was showing me. This was just yesterday. And I think they're selling the business for $108,000. Okay. Or no. They're selling it for 120, I believe. Okay. And then their cash flow that the owner was pocketing every year was 108k, 108,000. And so, so, so I actually like this better because you actually don't need financing, right? Could the seller just hold a note and you just pay them out of the cash flow? I could, yeah, I could just, I could just pay them out of the cash flow. It, I think it, it said, it said um, financing options available. I don't remember if this particular listing said financing available through seller. Some of them said that. Seller financing. Um, and I don't remember. Like, I literally just looked at it yesterday, but like, it was struck me. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is way less effort than, um, what am I trying to say? Than tr- trying to buy a home right now. Also, it would cash flow so much better. Yeah, it'll cash flow so much better. Yeah, and there's no interest and rate. And I'd be able to be in my lower tax bracket. Yep and just do all my write-offs and have way more cash to potentially purchase this business with, but just for the initial down payment, because after that, um, the business would pay itself off. And I don't know, I didn't, I don't need much of a salary because my expenses are so low and I have my other business. So yeah. So I actually like this. This is why I wanted to table the housing. I like this idea better because you're not dealing with the banks. You're not dealing with, you know, they're very conservative. They want W2. And if you don't have W2, they're going to, it's a whole thing. And then you're going to be like paying extra tax to get the verification. And then you're going to go get a mortgage that's the highest it's been in, what, 20-something years? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Not, literally. So it's like it might go lower. And yes, you can refinance. But right. if you think about this, and you're young enough to take the risk, right? I mean, your living expenses, you're covering yourself. Oh, yeah. So if you're going to take like a risk, I would do it now. Oh the, you could put the down payment on it. And the seller can hold a note. It's called holding a note. So you figure out what the interest rate is. If, if they want to sell the business, they're going to be more open to negotiation than a bank, right? A bank has structure. They have rules and regulations they have to adhere to. Right. This is a one-on-one deal, right. right? So you go and say, I'm going to give you... You could probably, with what you already have, even still doing a SEP IRA, because it'll reduce your... I just want to reduce your income. I'd rather you write a check to you, right? Than you write a check to the federal government. Right. I mean, because then even if you never contribute again, at least that account has your name on it, right? Right. That's, Versus writing the check to the IRS. The IRS is very rarely, as you know, gives you, writes you a check. Right. So you take even half the money, you pay 50% down, right? Right. And then you, you finance the remainder of it, which is 60. You could just do it over three years and ask them to hold a note. And you could just ask for like 4%. It's amortized. It'd be really lean. Right. Yeah. So, and then the business pays itself off and has, still has a profit. 
And then you have more cash flow and you could put, you know. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's why I, when I, it was literally yesterday that I, my boyfriend was like, this is a big deal. Like this could be way better than you, you know, creating a real estate portfolio right now, like at this point in where the, you know, housing costs are and interest rates are and the way it is with mortgages and being self-employed. So yeah, so this is something I'm really trying to look more into really, I don't know, really considering just because I know how to run a business and I can apply it to a different business, especially one that already is functioning, has employees, right? Um, Yeah. But yeah, I like it a lot better because it just seems simpler, (laughs) if that makes sense. It just seems like that the the people retiring and looking to get out seems like a little bit of a better opportunity than just buying because you're going to, you know, obviously Utah's housing market is very popular right now. So there's like not a ton of inventory. There'll be more now that interest rates are higher, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's going to, it's not that easy to get a mortgage as a self-employed person, especially writing down your expenses. Plus you're dealing with a super high interest rate, mm-hmm. which means your carrying costs on the house is going to be higher, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. To me, given you have super low expenses, like you have the time and energy to do this, I mean, I think you can always buy a house. Right, right. And your cash flow will be better. And by doing this, let's just say you have to hire somebody. I would also figure out how much time is the owner spending on it, right? And like, is it really a business that there's very little time put into and they have it up and running and operable, but they now need to sell it, which is actually really hard to sell small businesses, which makes sense. There's a website. Yeah. Um, if this is like a li- a lifestyle business, right, where they they built this business up because they just wanted the income, which sounds likely, right? And it's not a ton of time. They t- they should be able to tell you how many hours a week they put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Good I think question. that's way more interesting because you're not going to have like the highest interest rate. You have more negotiating power here, and then you automatically bump up your income, mm-hmm. right? Right. And but, I, like with more cash. Right. And because that's more of a structured business than like my photography business where I'm just the sole proprietor, Mm -hmm. I'm the only employee, right? With the other business, I could potentially just have a W-2. And then that's just an easy way for me to be like, here's my W-2 when I want to eventually purchase a home. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that could be like, you can see how the business goes, but if your business is slower in the winter months, then maybe you you know, you take on more staff in the summer to help oversee it, or you, you, you'll figure it out. You'll see yeah. what kind of or business it is. It's a great is. time for me to buy it and work on it and grow it in the winter, manage yep. it, yep. you know, get it all like a well-oiled machine. So when in the summer months when I'm busy, someone else is just running it for me. Yeah. I mean, and I think when you're young, this is the time to do those things, right? Like buying a home is always available to you. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. It's always there. This will get you W-2 income and then, and, and, more cash flow. Right, right. Because even if, if you paid off half in the beginning, then you're still, you know, making 108 and you're, you have to pay 60. Mm-hmm. You still have a $50,000 profit there. Yeah, that's the great. Existing. Which is great. There's your W-2. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. It's perfect. Yeah. And then you still get all, all the write-offs. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's super interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mean to sound overconfident, but like I would assume, you know, given training from the previous owner and I mean... I would assume that they're not connected to social media at all with their business and me like knowing how to market myself and my businesses on social yep. media and with trends. Like I know that the, the income would just be so much higher uh, for the business, just implementing a few things, you know, for business and getting mm-hmm. influencers involved and things like that. So it's, it's a very interesting possibility to me. It's something that 
makes me feel excited and know that I don't have to do all the work of building up the business, but I can shortcut into that, um, into mm-hmm. that role, um, and just continue to scale and grow the business. But, um, I did have a couple other questions I did want to bring up. I don't know yeah, if it's a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a good time. Uh, I wanted to learn more about credit cards and credit card points and how to use those. I do travel a lot for photography and I want to be able to use those credit cards on travel and specific things. So then when I travel for my personal use, I can do it for free. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't know if you have any specific credit cards that you like. And if you know, like what certain expenses you need to use on certain credit cards. Um, I don't know if you know uh, what credit cards are good for businesses versus what credit cards are good for personal use. Those are the types of questions I have. Sorry, that was kind of a lot. No, that's totally fine. I, I really like using credit card and credit card points. I will say, it is not my expertise. There's some people yeah. that are out there that just anal- analyze that. And it's a little bit of like a currency, right? So you have to like right. know the value of the points and what is it going to transfer to. But overall, I like the idea. I think that all of your business expenses should be going on a credit card and you should be accruing points. Right. So for example, I accrued about a million points on American Express and I use that to pay for the 12 flights for our honeymoon in business class. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So I'm a big I'm a big fan of it because then you're traveling for free for the most part or you're being subsidized by your work travel in your personal life. And mm-hmm. that's what all corporates do. I, I use American Express because I think they're very good for business in terms of the security and if there's any problem anywhere, they're just the, the service is amazing. Yeah. I know that there are other points systems for personal um, that a lot of people like. And so I think it just depends on what you're spending on. What I will say as a business owner is I don't have the time to do like a deep dive on it at this point. I probably, I make more money, you know, running my business than analyzing it. Right. But that being said, I have credit cards and I use all the points and it definitely pays for a lot of my personal travel, which I love. And if you're putting a lot of business expenses through your business, which most business owners do, Mm -hmm you should definitely be using credit cards and points. Mm-hmm. And whether you start with Amex or don't start with Amex, I would just at least start with some sort of point or credit card. Yeah, I have know, a few, but I just want to get better ones. I feel like they're like through my credit union and I'm kind of like... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. I yeah, had, you got to use the big You got to use the big yeah, ones. Yeah, I had a Southwest one, but it just... I was like, I don't know. My parents want... <laughs> I should not take financial advice from my parents ever, which I generally don't. <laughs> but they told me they're like, Southwest credit card we really love. But and I got it, but I never take a Southwest flight because they're never yeah, no, the time, no, time where the yeah. places I want. And so I'm like, I'm always flying Delta. So I'm gonna try and get the the Delta one Delta. soon and yeah, look into that American Express one as well. Yeah, American Express is great. And also remember, I think the first thing is like when you're gonna open a credit card, you wanna make sure there's some sort of like upfront bonus, like seventy thousand miles or fifty thousand miles to get you started. Yeah or 50,000 points. So you always want to do that. And then I don't know if you had two, you could just use one versus the other. I will say, I do think overall the generic where you can use the points on multiple things is better than like aligning with one particular, Mm -hmm. unless you're going to apply them exclusively. Like, so if you did just generic points that can then be used for anything, I think you're a little bit better off. That's my personal opinion. Haven't researched that, but after having my Amex points went way further than just my Delta. Okay. That's good to know. But definitely should do it. Definitely do it with like one of the big players. So the credit unions are great. It's great to actually bank with the credit union. Um, I love credit unions. But when it comes to like the benefits, the credit cards, I would use like 
you know, I would, I think it's the points guy. Um, and he does like a lot of deep dives on like the best okay. awards. Um, he's a travel and credit Is card. Is that on Instagram? Yeah, he's on Instagram as well. Uh, he has a website, but basically he, his whole thing is how do you maximize uh, your spending and the rewards? Mm-hmm. So you can really like get really into it. So like, is Capital One better than Chase? And he does the whole breakdown. I've just stuck with American Express. It's really easy as a business owner. And I had no problem booking any of my trip. And I was really happy with you know, how many flights I was able to book in business class. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a nice thing because then like, just as you said, you're like doing all this for work and then you get the benefit of like almost free travel on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then you get air pa- I also am a big fan of the airport lounges. If you're spending a lot of time in the airport. It's yeah. Nice I need to get on that. that. I am spending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is super nice. So yeah, I would check out the points guy and then kind of just look through like what he recommends and what he says. This is all, that's like all he does. Um, but American Express is very popular among business owners. Okay. And like for categorizing stuff with your accountant, all of that, they make it really easy. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Do you have other questions? Um, no. Well, we talked about credit cards. We talked about mortgages and yeah. I mean, I, I did have some questions about retirement, which we covered talking about the step. Basically mm-hmm. just investing. Like I just feel like I'm creating a lot of cash that's just sitting in my bank Mm -hmm. account and with like inflation like I know that with my cash just sitting in a bank account while inflation just goes up and up I I'm just losing money basically and so do Mm -hmm. you have any tips beginner tips on investing where to go where to start things like that yeah absolutely so definitely the benefit of having a higher interest rate environment the downside is the high mortgage rates the upside is that the banks are now paying real interest rates which we haven't had in a long time so for all the cash sitting there, I would see if you could find like a business high yield savings account. So you're making like four to five percent on that. So it's at least okay. in cash, but it's making money. Okay. So I mean that would cover like months of your spending it for what, you know, for what your expenses are. You know, if you have 120,000 and it's making five percent, it's six thousand a year. It's like half, <laughs> half your year of expenses. Yeah. I wouldn't I think that the big decision is like what you're gonna do. I wouldn't invest any of the money short term, just because if you decide to buy a house or you decide to buy a business, you're going to need the cash. Right. And so it's better to have the cash on hand okay. because God forbid you put it in the market and this market has been terrible the last few months. Right. And then we'll just say in theory, you put 50,000 in you go to take it out. It's 40. Right. Well, that would be problematic. Right. In terms of investing, I really believe in simple, basic, like a name brand investment, mutual fund or ETF that you're comfortable with and hold it long-term. There's no magic, in my opinion, with the stock market. Picking a stock and then hoping it's a winner is usually not going to work out. It's all the... To get wealthy long-term with the stock market, it's consistency and discipline. It's investing on a regular basis over the long-term with good, solid investments. So it's it's actually... I think it should be pretty simple. It shouldn't be very exciting. Right. So I think the first thing is to figure out how do you leverage... I think you're on the right track, especially as an entrepreneur. How do you leverage what you built with your photography business to get you into another business, I think that's actually better than real estate. Real estate is wonderful and it gets a lot of play on social media, but it's it's not as hands-off, in my opinion, as a business could potentially be. And so if your skill set is marketing, social media, um, and like running a small business, I think you're better off with a small business than property, right? Because then I, everyone on the podcast has heard me talk about sewage lines. I don't... <laughs> I know way more about sewage lines than I ever want to know. But if you own a property and then you have tenants, you're dealing with a 
you're not going to be utilizing those skills, right? Right. It's not going to be about the social media. It's going to be like, oh, the washer dryer broke. That's going to be the phone call. Right. Or like we, the sink is clogged. And you'll definitely be making cash flow, but you're going to be dealing with a different problem set for the cash flow. So I would think about this as like, what problem set do you want to be dealing with? Yeah, I think it's simpler to, well, just financially too, it makes more sense, I think, to purchase a business right now. Yeah. And then they probably, then you're like having two entities, your W2 on one, your 1099, you know, on the other, writing off more on that one, right? Yeah. To me, I think if you're willing to do the time and take the risk, I think that will pay out in bigger rewards than the house with the rental. And you just, you remark that is that something I'm going to do when the rates are more attractive and I have more cash flow Mm -hmm. and I have W2, so I get better lending. I still think it's a great, I love real estate and I do think it's great. But I think that if we're looking at your skill set and today's rate environment, I think buying a business is a more of a unique opportunity because you could ask them to hold a note. Yeah. And somebody who's going to retire who really needs to get rid of the business who can't find anybody would be happier, I think, to hold a note. We have a lot of clients that hold notes for people that come in and buy. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. It, ha- it happens a lot. Yeah, it happens a lot more than people realize. When someone's ready to retire and they had a good business and they'd like to see it to go to somebody else, a lot of those individuals that you're, it's not as the financials are important, but not as important as the business continuation. The employee stays, right? The employees stay, the business keeps going, the customers are taken care of. Mm-hmm. It, those factors play in a lot more than the, the pricing, mm-hmm. which surprises people. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've learned so much from this call. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope I answered all your questions. Yeah, you did. And I just, it's so nice to talk to someone that I feel like I can get really, obviously, you're a certified financial planner, but so I've never met with a planner before. And um, yeah, definitely needing some financial advice. So so it's really helpful because I don't, I don't know, I don't want to take financial advice from like, people in my life that I don't know, they're not where I want to be financially. So, so therefore, I won't take advice from them. Mm-hmm. So then it kind of puts me in a situation of like, okay, who am I going to talk to? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's super smart. I think it's important to look at people and be like, I don't want what they have. So yeah, probably not a great idea to ask them because the path they took is not the path you want to be on. Exactly. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to talk to people who have a similar mindset. And yeah, I do agree. I think that probably if you went into a lot of advisors and they were like, you're like, I want to buy a business. I don't know. You know, I think the mindset is very different, but I think being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. is a great uh, way to control your own destiny and control how much you're making. Mm -hmm. And you can always buy real estate. A lot of successful entrepreneurs do. I think right now your opportunity is the fact that you have really low cost of living. You have a lot of cash and there are a lot of people that are trying to get out of small business land to retire. Right. Yeah. That's, I feel so good. Thank you for, (laughs) thank you for all your advice and all your help today. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. For all of our lovely listeners, you can rate and review us on Apple and Spotify and follow along on Instagram, which is Future Rich Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.